0: Matt Will. No L's, just 7's. <laughs> this is the Blitz, licking they lips. Twitter with this, minimal risk. Infinity ships, ripping off grip. Quick the the hits, first on the list is Mad Will. Going crazy on the daily, dropping facts like a shower in the world of raining entertainment. Yeah, another day, another pod. All these thoughts are for sides so I had to ask him what he got. Said he got a lot, said he got a lot of work. Got a lot of ships, and it's time for the Daily Blitz.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Blitz Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Williams. You can find me on Twitter at M-A-T-W-I-7-7-I-M-S. Today, we are back talking about ADP and, more importantly, disappointments and busts per round. Uh, we, me and John, my, my co-host here, I'll introduce in a second. We, we, we went through this before the show. There cannot be a bust in every single round. Sometimes you get late enough where... You know, if a player fails, they fail. Who cares? It's just a throwaway, but they can certainly be a disappointment. So we're going to go round by round, hopefully through the first 15 or so uh, to talk about our favorite busts and, and disappointments. And of course, joining me on the show, Mr. NFL moving averages, John legeza What's up, John?
2: Yes, that's right, Matt. Um, thank you. I'm really glad to have this platform. You know, I'm kind of known to specialize in baseball, which I do, but I'm making the transition of football. You and I know fantasy baseball right now, it's, you know, trades are done. You're just kind of doing your managing and now the transition is happening. I've put a ton of work into NFL and I'm glad to kind of have a spot to talk about it because I really think, you know, I I think we got some good info going on. I think you did a great job. You know, pointing it out about busts, disappointments, and fades, right? You can't really bust in the 13th round, but you certainly can be a disappointment. And I definitely have players that I want to fade. I know we synced up or I synced up the ADP. Unlike last time, I won't be missing any players by three rounds. Although it was funny because there probably is a conversation to be had there also the disparity in ADP site to site, Matt, I stepped on the banana peel and had Daryl Henderson eight. you had said four, but when I did double check it, it was in the fifth. So, you know, there is something to be said about price, we'll probably get into a little bit today. So, man, let's get it. Let's start right at the top, right? All right, so... Um...
1: Yeah, what what we're going to do, everybody, is we're going to use NFFC ADP A lot of people use fantasy football calculator, but this time of year, uh, a lot of random people are drafting, no offense (laughs) Uh, So we figured uh, for now, we use the August 1st to August 19th ADP for NFFC Uh, That doesn't mean they're the best people drafting, it just means they're the ones that are taking it the most seriously this time of year um, there are still some very strange decisions that are made from draft to draft. If you follow it, but uh, for our sake, if you want to follow along with the ADP for now, we are using NFFC August 1st to August 19th, uh, which of course is 12-team PPR. Uh, so, without getting us uh, getting right into it, round one, I I think Saquon Barkley is too much of a layup, so I'm just going to disqualify him as a pick uh, for either of us because of his injury risk. He could certainly be a huge bust, but that's an obvious. Uh, So, John, I'll let you go first here. Who would be your first round uh, bust if you had to pick one?
2: Well, I'm not good enough at basketball to pass up any easy shots, so I'm going to lay it up with Barkley. No, I, th- I mean, I think you have to. I really think you, you can't. have to. Yeah, I literally just took him off the table. You can't even no, Okay, it. all right, fine. Well, it's obvious then for me as well, I you have to go Barkley. People are drafting him in the first round, so at least I you guess. You know, know have- what, never mind. If he's your guy, he's your guy, because there's plenty me, of people that are still on board with him. Yeah, so, I guess, I, man, uh, there's just too many gray clouds, lingering i mean at the very least you'd want him entering a prolific offense which he's not so yeah it's barkley easily although on this one he is at 12 and soon he won't you won't be able to fade him in the first because he won't be there man i think for me it has to be taylor you know um there are quarterback questions already and i think that you know really profoundly affects the running back play and i actually think he has some competition that people haven't really talked about you know he emerged with the decline of Marlon Mack I know people are rolling their eyes and kind of mashing their teeth but that is a real thing he is a viable running back he is a hundred percent and in the age of committees there is a chance that you just see these guys get worked in and maybe Mack gets even if it's only a drive or two with Heinz worked in there's a chance Taylor maybe doesn't get the volume Matt what do you think
1: I'm not afraid they have said marlon mac you know his is looking better uh naheem hines is gonna get receiving work which i think is the issue for me um i i would say i have already said i've had concerns about camara he's going third overall um right now in nffc taylor's going 10th camara if they if they do go with Taysom hill full-time that does worry me taking him third overall as i'm not sure he'll get the volume Maybe completely necessary that we want It'll just be like they won't be scoring enough uh, But anyway I understand How great he is and so I'm going To move on from not, not necessarily Making him my fade or bust I, I'll ride with you with Jonathan Taylor actually uh, because People are drafting him as if He's this monster Bell cow like he's going to be Zeke Or, or Derek Henry and I don't necessarily see In PPR at least how he should Stand out above any one else, at least a court, at least a couple of the ones going after him, like Nick Chubb, but which again, he's going just a couple of picks later, so it's hard to say someone's a bust that because I think you can get someone three picks later, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I mean, a guy going like you know, a guy going like maybe 10 picks later, Joe Mixon, I'm not sure I necessarily see a gigantic difference there because. What you people are projecting is like this massive workload, but other than Derrick Henry, McCaffrey, and Cook, I don't really see anyone really approaching 300 rushes this season. Um, I think that uh, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott—they're all in like that 250 range, and uh, Joe Mixon is actually going to catch a lot more passes, in my opinion, uh, than those uh, than Jonathan Taylor or Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb obviously has to deal with uh, a lot more competition in his backfield with Kareem hunt, but that's, I guess that's the only thing for me. I think everyone has unrealistic expectations with how banged up the Colts, you know, the um, offensive line is now missing a key piece. So I don't necessarily think there is a bust that I'm comfortable with other than Barkley for obvious reasons, you know, for injury purposes. Uh, But yeah, I, I think Jonathan Taylor, people maybe have some unrealistic expectations and I think his floor is actually quite a bit lower than people think because if Mar if they want to keep Taylor fresh, um, if Mac is is looking strong at all, they can mix him in there just to spell Taylor from time to time. Hines is going to get the receiving work. I think there's a good chance Joe Mixon can outscore Jonathan Taylor this year. And for me, for that reason, I will say that I think Jonathan Taylor is a first round, but could be the first round bust.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, we're talking about such an incredible level of talent plus opportunity, plus situation that gets these players as a consensus up near the top. You know, I think Taylor is going to be very good. Those are the things I worry about. And again, Matt, you know, I kind of stepped on a rake this morning on Twitter, not clarifying format. And I really should just quickly say right now, I think it's best ball season. Because for me, it's just too soon to be putting large amounts of money on a single team for redraft when, you know, single injuries or, you know, there's still games to be played, still a lot of data to come in. I like to do my redrafts as close to opening kickoff as possible. Sometimes I've done them that morning or the day before, quite literally right up to the 11th hour. For best ball, I like to think kind of downrange and then it's kind of muddy because Taylor, listen, he could return it. But at the same time, then do you feel like you need Mac and Hines? And then the situation, I don't know, it just gets me off it. I like to be a little more certain with the usage, if, if anything. All right. The,
1: the second round uh, we are moving into. There's, there's a few very interesting names here that people uh, you can use as a – yeah, a bust here. Uh, Naji Harris. A lot of people are super excited about him, but I do like his ceiling, so I'm not going to move on there. I think pretty much all of the early wide receivers—Dig, Hopkins, Ridley—they're uh, fine. I think my bust. I'm going to ride with one of the uh, the later wide receivers in this round, and that's Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. He has already been dealing with an injury. Uh, he's currently dealing with it so far in uh, in, in during the uh, during training camp. His AC joint, his shoulder. Uh, So that's something you have to take a look at and the thing is like he stood out as a rookie and I don't I mean I expect some pretty severe regression from Kirk Cousins and also Adam Thielen who actually finished as a top 12 wide receiver mostly due to an egregious amount of touchdowns which I do expect to come down but uh, he is right there um, with targets uh, throughout the entire season 70% catch rate for Jefferson 69% catch rate for uh, Thielen But uh, Jefferson ended up with 125 targets To 108 for Thielen Thielen ended up It uh, was, was actually the target leader Kind of towards the first half Jeffers, Jefferson kind of took over in the second half Thielen uh, actually was on the field For about, I don't know, like maybe 40 more snaps So I could easily just see this Um You know, just coming back more towards the middle. Irv Smith could get a little more involved. Uh, It's just with the shoulder injury, with how early he's going, with how there's such interesting wide receivers you can get in the next couple of rounds, I could see this definitely going away where there's just a very
2: disappointing sophomore slump from Justin Jefferson. Well, I think that's a really good argument. I I, got to be honest, I hadn't really thought of him in that respect, so I think in a way I agree with you, Matt. Well, I I have very few shares of Jefferson – Although I think he will be very good, I don't think he's quite at that level. And I feel like that's kind of what you're saying—that I'd rather I'd rather have everybody going right around him. So that's Met well. Here's yeah. the thing:
1: is like Justin Jefferson right now going as the uh, going as the 11th pick in the second round? Uh, right now, you can get uh, DJ Moore in the in the middle of the fourth round. i I'm not necessarily sure I could make you can make an argument for Jefferson that would make that would that much more over a guy yeah. like DJ Moore for me. So I think yeah. he's it maybe easy pickings, but uh you know I, I think that's what it is. I, I like to grab running backs early. And if I take a wide receiver early, I'd like them to be a sure thing. And Jeff, Justin Jefferson has a couple of things going against him at the moment.
2: Yeah. I I think yeah I think that's well put. I yeah I just can't get him there. He's got he would have to fall down be- below you know those guys you just see above him more as reliable one A's. I think Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, McLaurin, Brown. You even mentioned more later, Deontay Johnson, I think is a good case to be comparable to Jefferson. So I'm with you on a fade there. My fade round two, you mentioned him earlier, and I he's a candidate for 300 carries. I just don't see it happening. All those touches is Joe Mixon. Um, my my feed actually was Waller because we hadn't seen him. But he popped up in practice. It looked fantastic. So I, I really liked him coming in. I don't want to get shaken off by preseason news now that he's, he was on the field. So for me, it's it's Mixon. Uh, I've been digging into this player profiler. Matt, I don't know if you've seen this. I had to even ask what it was. I started seeing these cool kind of physical stats. It looks really sharp. And prayer, player profiler is good for football players like that. So kind of the, the percentile racks are a bit low for Mixon. He was hurt. Last year, he only got in six games. Yeah, he was pretty healthy, 19 and 18. You know, even 14 games, I consider pretty much a full season. But when you look at the year-over-year production and usage, it looks pretty stable. I'm not sure what people are seeing, right? So even in 16 games in 2019, 278 rush attempts, 1138 rush yards, 35 grabs for 287. In the year before, 237, 1168, 43, 296. It, it sounds like an exact mirror when you think about, you know, that amount of playing time. So I just don't really see it. And again, I mentioned I'm more of a fundamental player, Matt, when it comes to football. You know, I want situations. I'd rather have the second guy in a really good offense than the first guy in a bad offense. You'll probably hear me say that later on. But the Bengals are not a very good offense. So, I, I disagree. I think they could be an amazing offense. Well, it, it could happen. It's, I, I, just I, mean, have, the they, I mean, they have. it depends
1: on how you feel about Joe Burrow. I,
2: I think I, it depends I, how you feel about the, the offensive line. I thought they were going to um, use that very first pick on one, and they didn't.
1: Oh, right, they, remember, there's a big difference between a good offense and a good fantasy offense.
2: Yeah, no, Being yeah, behind no, is a yeah, is a true. is a good that's true. Thing. <laughs> that's true. And I, I think I, I mean I, I think the bad Bengal team that I think is gonna happen, I think will translate into good passing stats for the Bengals. I'm not sure Mixon is really a direct kind of benefactor there. And if you you know look at it, there were geez bottom five almost across the board in Offensive stats, as far as rushing, they were second worst in adjusted line yards. They were bottom five in rush DVOA. Pretty much just bottom five across the board.
1: I think. I think the main thing with him is it's a completely different situation. It's that okay. his, his his offense is the best it's ever been for his career. The offensive line is arguably maybe the best of his career, even though it's still bad. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, who was always the guy who was a strong leech on passing downs, is out yeah, yeah. of town. And I think that's a big thing people overlook. Joe Mixon is going to be getting the passing downs, in my opinion. So, I mean, I get that. I mean, I, I my biggest red flag for him is, is, is health. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't even honest. get to
2: that. That's the worst part. I didn't even want uh, everything. I'm worried, about, I'm worried about the health because here here I have injury concerns, and your counter is increased workload. So to me, those two things really don't align. Now, granted, I want to be very clear about this. I think he's an excellent football player, and I understand your forecast of the best offense he's been in. So with me fading him, I think I have to be very open that the L here is a pretty significant L. But again, I think that's the case fading second-round players. Yeah. Uh, In in the third
1: round, I hate all the running backs. I hate them all. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, Chris Carson, I'm gonna have some shares of, but the the right now in the third round, everybody, the, the running backs going are JK Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, and Chris Carson. I'll take Carson because he's like cheaper towards the end. This basically comes down to projections for me and my own personal projections. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is on a run-heavy team with a bunch of other people who run, including his quarterback
2: And the Gus bus, Gus Edwards. He's Adam not sorry, going can I stop you real quick? Yeah. I have yet to hear. Because I know you're very good at, at at arguing these things. Have you really heard the the really strong case for Dobbins in this spot?
1: Basically, it's people just love his talent and he's on a run first team. They think cream will rise to the top, but sometimes don't you know the touchdowns. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's it's LJ I, is such a threat. LJ is just such such a threat. I don't know. The, the, well, I mean, there's also the the argument that uh, like the Bills who just gave out all that money to Josh Allen the it's possible the the Ravens may start to uh, maybe let uh, Lamar throw a little more, uh, let his running backs take on a little more of the workload. But it's theoretical. In the third round, I don't know if I buy that. Um, DeAndre Swift, I mean, he's he's already been dealing with an injury. They announced he was the three-down receiver before they signed Jamal Williams. Now they say he's the three-down back, whereas DeAndre Swift – could possibly just be the um, the change of pace back. He'll still be in there to run. It looks like they'll be using maybe a lot of two running back sets. Maybe using Swift out of the the slot. I'm not saying I don't like Swift and I don't like Dobbins. They're great. <laughs> uh, I just in the third round, which I'm getting to my point here. David Montgomery um, had a cake schedule down the the down down the stretch, which a lot of people love David Montgomery, and uh, they're going to make their case for him. But again, in the third round, he did have a cake schedule and he literally had no competition. Everyone wants to shit on Damian Williams, who was actually very decent with the Chiefs at certain points. I was never a big fan of his, but he literally had no competition last year, David Montgomery. Tariq Cohen will be back at some point. I'm not expecting much from him, so I'm not really counting him in my argument, but I mean, it's just another wrinkle. He'll be back at some point. He'll probably take some receiving work. Damian Williams is is a guy, and if you look at some offenses in the league, it does not matter. Who the other guy is look at jamal williams with aaron jones the last few Years which DeAndre swift will have to deal with david montgomery's gonna Have to deal with damian williams this year he's gonna have a harder schedule And um he's gonna have possibly a mobile quarterback which is never You know never a, a, a fantastic thing maybe i mean fingers crossed Hopefully fields gets in there soon um and andy dalton's out of there quickly Uh and then chris carson is who he is and i think i like him the most of the Group the reason i don't like any of these people is if I actually look at the projections I have for these guys, which, you know, on the ground, I have Montgomery getting about 230 rushes. I have um, Dobbins getting around 200 rushes, uh, you know, and I have DeAndre Swift getting around 192. And the guy that you get a couple of rounds later, like, like two, three rounds later is Mike Davis of the Falcons who I have getting 225. Um, carries maybe 40 40 uh, maybe 50 targets so if, if I think that he's going to do that which again is I think around the same as I have every single other guy projected therefore uh, I have already grabbed a running back maybe two by this point point. and uh, there are Robert Woods is going In this round Allen Robinson Ceedee lamb Keenan Allen is going in this round uh, I am not taking a running back at round three because there are running backs later that I, uh, I think I like almost just as much. I don't think, I, I mean, there's ceilings here of these guys in round three that Mike Davis obviously doesn't have. He doesn't have it. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's if, if he's he'll just I think his projection is is both his ceiling and his floor as long as you don't bring anyone else into Atlanta and he doesn't get injured. But uh, yeah, for me, I just it, it's a myth. It's a myth here of the running backs. I don't really buy into their sky high ceiling that some people do. I don't think necessarily they're bad to pick here. But, um, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, he could easily get buried in that, in, that, you know, in that offense. DeAndre Swift already dealing with an injury. The quotes, again, you can't trust what coaches say. You trust what coaches do. But he says Jamal Williams is going to be heavily involved. Swift can still be involved in the passing game quite heavily, which could give him a massive ceiling. But, again, question mark, no thank you. David Montgomery, I think it's fair where he's going. But, again, if Damian Williams – uh, you know even takes a little bit of room Which I know I know the beat writers aren't that Excited about him but um I don't know I, I if, if I'm sitting there and I See all these other running if I see Chris Carson Still on the board even a guy like Josh Jacobs who I'm not excited about still on the board Miles Sanders still on the board Mike Davis Still on the board uh I'm going to take Robert Woods you know I'm going to take Allen Robinson <laughs> it's, it's a good It's a good wide receiver round so yeah. All my rambling pretty much gets to These guys are fine Take a wide receiver in round three. There's a shill out of them.
2: Yeah, it's verbalizing these progressions down the draft board will help you identify scarcity. And I now have probably too many best balls under my under my you know cap already. And I I feel the same way, Matt. By well, the I, time- should, well, I
1: should say um, because
2: I think this will tie into the rest of your thing. I don't mean an you. No, 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 no. In no best no, no. ball
1: when you're tying together like a ton of rosters. I I have shares of these guys. I, I'm not fading them. Uh, I'm making a case where you know for the casual player who's maybe doing one two couple of drafts season long, and you need to make the most out of your decisions in each round. This is my advice. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you. no, no, no. That, and best ball, you, you can't really afford to fade people with with interesting ceilings. <laughs> right, right.
2: But I I think what I mean is that's that's really true. And I do suggest if you're going to do best ball to try and play. You know, lower the the price point. To allow yourself to play with more volume, because I think that's the way to get to the end. But even within that, you still kind of notice trends. And I, I really agree. There is an undeniable running back shelf. I already am not crazy about the players you mentioned in round three for all the reasons you said it. I do like DeAndre Swift. I think the ceiling is extremely high. I also think, again, I try and think. You know, maybe a little more 35,000-foot f- view here. The Lions are most likely going to stink and stink bad. And come fourth quarter garbage time, Swift had a chance to make up whatever we lost in usage to Williams. I think he's going to be the fourth quarter guy. I think he's the prevent to defense guy. So- I, I,
1: I, what I said before, I didn't mean to say that Williams was – when I say three down, I mean on the field – you know Swift will be on the field too like I'm talking about prototypical running back role Swift is the running back one yeah. um, As far as production goes I just meant that Williams will operate I think as the more uh,
2: traditional running back Maybe that's the phrase right. But but Campbell and Lynn Have both been out there Talking about the one-two punch riding the hot hand, all the regular Coach speak stuff that you hear But nothing definitive So at the very least, we've seen The backup get entire quarters sometimes I, I understand that there is a floor for Swift. And you mentioned it earlier, Matt, trying to avoid that kind of risk so early on, which is why I, I've really zigged while the industry has zagged. I'm here in zero RB ad nauseum. I, I don't see how you don't fill those baskets first. It's so, Tom,
1: hey, who would you rather have here? Just This is just yeah. me using the uh, – and let's just say you're drafting towards the uh, the end – Uh, here like I don't know you could have I'm just saying Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb uh, something like that or or let's just say uh, Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon whatever combination yeah and then your wide receivers are Keenan Allen and DJ Moore or CeeDee Lamb and Deontay Johnson or if you went on that's if you went two running backs and two wide receivers so again you have like you know Zeke Mixon you have a a, an Eckler Gibson you have an Aaron Jones Nick Chubb and then you again, you have Keenan Allen and Deontay Johnson. You have CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore. You have Robert Woods uh, and, and Chris Godwin. That is something you could uh, end up with a wide receiver if you go running back, running back, which I think you should. If you want to roll the dice later and you go wide receiver, wide receiver, let's say you end up with like Ty- Tyreek Hill and Diggs. You end up with David Montgomery and, and Miles Sanders. Are you, I mean, some people will say they're happy with that, but yeah. you go, let's say you go Deontay. Uh, Adams and DK Metcalf you end up with DeAndre Swift and Josh Jacobs I mean I really like the reverse more (laughs) give me the two running backs because uh, wide receivers you can really fill depth late and uh, running backs you can't
2: yeah you know it's it just happened to be very funny you and I always so synced, man we were we're talking too much to each other that you just happen to name the two three and four running backs that I do like but I've been finding that I'm not always getting them because I think the market is kind of pushing them up. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying to pick uh shit. No, I, I, I literally, that was team six in the uh, L, It's
1: a fake thing. Cause
2: it's NFFC, but well, not, I don't really like is the, Adams Metcalf, Swift Jacobs. I like the other one. I'm not crazy about the Smith, the Swift Jacobs. I like the Montgomery Sanders. I think those two guys are both in positions to have lead roles maybe in the best offense that we've seen them in, you know, what you mentioned with Mixon before that could have, no one's really talked about that with Montgomery If fields, you know, starts a quarterback. That's the best Chicago offense he's been a part of. And that could, you know, take him to the next level. Again, you know, there's so many ifs, I want to reduce the ifs if possible. So my fade, you name one is Dobbins. I cannot wrap my mind around him going before Montgomery Carson, and Sanders. I'm not a big Jacobs guy. I like more catches, but I do think the usage is there. I can't get behind Dobbins. My other fade is CeeDee Lamb, and it's for the same reason. I think they're both very good, so it's not like rubbing in my face if they produce. I, I'm, I feel like you're paying a premium for players that are kind of awash in an embarrassment of riches, right, at their skill. Dobbins is surrounded by ball runners, one of the best ball carriers in the league and Lamar Jackson, and he touches the ball, you know, 48 times every single game. Lamb, I'm worried. I'm worried about Prescott's shoulder. You know, we've seen the bottom of the Cowboys without Prescott. It's very low. But aside from that, even with everybody healthy, remember Zeke has to eat. We've all seen the cereal gif. He has to eat too. And it's you know Cooper, and it's Gallup. And for to the understand, they've been running out a bunch of two tight end sets with Jarwin and Schultz. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Again, I think Lamb will be good. I think there are a bunch of zeros coming in his game log. Matt, you mentioned Lamb as being, I definitely think he's exciting. You mentioned it with more. I like more apples to apples over lamb going around later. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I actually put out a I put out a question on Twitter, which I thought was interesting. I said, if you had to bet on a wide receiver who did not finish in the top 12 last season to finish as the wide receiver one this year, who would it be? Um, and my top, my top choices would be Keenan Allen, um, Terry McLaurin, and DJ Moore. A lot of people were saying like uh, CD lamb, which is this popular thing. Cause I understand he's the talent, but um, I, I, I tried uh, given my opinion again, I, I think no one on Dallas has a chance in hell. No one on Tampa Bay has a chance in hell. No one on Cincinnati has a chance in hell. There's just too many people. Um, so CeeDee Lamb, while I think he'll be great, and I uh, you know, Amari Cooper always has a foot problem, Amari Cooper is actually still the wide receiver one on that team. Yeah, I um, feel like and you still have Michael Gallup who's a beast. So I I think that does limit, you know. I mean, it's one of those things where if there were an injury, um, the ceiling takes off. But I think drafting counting on an injury is a mistake. So uh, just in the case of CD Lamb, I agree with you. I think that uh, DJ Moore being someone who's in you know less expensive and has I think a ceiling to a higher um, you know has a much higher ceiling, being that he has much less competition. Plus Sam Darnold has escaped Adam GaSe. Yeah. I mean I, I you know Adam look at Ryan, Ryan Tannehill did when he went to Tennessee, which you know could be just you know Ryan Tannehill's always been very. Um, you know, very athletic and had this ability. He showed flashes in Miami, anyway. But uh, DJ Moore is talented enough to, you know, to shine with anybody. So, but you know, we're talking about DJ Moore now. But yeah, CD Lamb. I'm not saying not to take him. I like him. Um, but yeah, I get your point. <laughs> I like CD Lamb, but with the yeah, thing going on with, with, the thing going on with Dak, thing. I am I am kind of fading everyone but Zeke. Uh, just because there's other players going around him i'm not saying i wouldn't take him like if i was pigeonholed and i didn't like anyone else going around i really do like CeeDee lamb but uh where he's going i think it's a bit much com- where compared to some of the guys going behind him right all right the uh, <laughs> the next round it seems like we're stuck in round 3 for a while and round 4 is tough yeah um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of i think fair value going here uh, I have the quarterbacks I think might be the easiest fade for me. Josh Allen going at the very beginning, they just gave him all that money. I, I think that there's definitely regression coming his way as far as uh, through the air. Um, you know, they might be more protective of him on the ground now that they gave him all the money amari cooper seems like he's a you know a bet to fade to possibly because of his foot but i think that's already baked into his adp i think at this point he might borderline be a value yeah. Uh, so yeah i'm gonna take the cheap way out and i'll say i'll take i'll say josh allen um i i know everyone wants a mobile quarterback but um for me i don't think he stands up enough i'd rather again there's a lot of Right there, if you really need to grab a running back, Carson could still be there. Miles Sanders, Travis EnTien, uh, Josh Jacobs—you could take a guy like that or a wide receiver. Come back around, maybe you know Lamar Jackson could fall to you, but probably not. Uh, But you can just wait on quarterback later. But by the time it gets back to you, um, you know the now you're now you're down to like the Miles Gaskins uh, and the Chase Edmonds. So I think that's maybe your last opportunity to take. A, uh, a, t- a top tier wide receiver And like the last of the safe tier Running backs so for me uh, It's just a simple late round running Quarterback thing I, I I have been Taking Lamar Jackson because he's been falling But uh, for me I'm not I'm not gonna be taking Mahomes I'm not gonna be taking Kyler Murray I'm not Gonna be taking Josh Allen if they're gonna be going In like the first four rounds that's just I don't
2: like to do that uh, I'm, I'm sighing because I've I've found myself like totally On polar opposite sides of my own Argument in regards to those guys, there's certainly an argument to be made. The ceiling for the top couple of quarterbacks is, geez, like a mile and a half in front of everyone else aside, maybe Herbert, maybe Rogers. It just feels that way. You know, we've seen it with the double stat lines, very easy to make the price argument though, Matt. And I, I think that's where, I think that's where I've agreed with you, I, I have a bunch of teams with, with Allen because the ceiling, I think is, MVP, right? I mean, it's it's not just the physical tools. We saw the maturation, and then the leadership, and then the production that came with it. Sure. My my, I'm sorry. You want to go on on Alan, please? No, no, no. I I was disagreeing with you. I'm not agreeing with the. I'm not
1: disagreeing with the upside. Um, it's just a matter of you're passing on a early premium position for running back and wide receiver. There are. I know a lot of people said, oh, you got to get wheels or you're gonna lose. That's such Horseshit uh you don't need wheels it's it's a an incredible advantage and you give yourself an Advantage over the rest of the league and, and but if um you're some if you are giving up such a premium Player early in your ability to build depth at much you know positions that you need depth in it, it puts You at a disadvantage where if they don't live up to the exact position you draft them in you've really put yourself at a huge disadvantage. So in my opinion, drafting a quarterback in the third, fourth round, they have to hit. And I'm not saying I don't think they can and will, but they have to <laughs> like, they literally have to. It's like a thing where if I draft, uh, if I draft Robert Woods and all of a sudden it turns out that Stafford likes cup more um, you know, it's not going to kill me if Woods takes a little bit of a backseat. If Josh Allen, uh, after signing that contract, they take a little bit of his wheels away And start to trust his backfield a little more That sucks yeah. for anyone who drafted Allen And that kind
2: of fucks your whole drafts Yeah, now let me let me ask your question Just a quick side on the QB thing Because I'd love to ask everyone this Where where have you drawn the line for QB? The reason I've ended up with Allen Is because I've kind of drawn the line where I mentioned before At Herbert and Rodgers Maybe even, let's say, you know Yeah, and that's at the very end of the sixth per the ADP that we're looking at. So for me, if I feel like I need one of the quarterbacks going before the sixth round is over to go in the fourth, almost doesn't feel like that much of a reach. If I think the difference between Allen and Herbert is great enough to cover that gap. All that being said, everything you said is correct. And you're taking a massive risk there. It's just, Um, it's, it's a niche in the game, you know, it's a, it's a hiccup in the game. It's a niche in the fantasy game. Running quarterbacks can be a cheat code. I, so like I I want them, but I also fade them if I could be milk toast enough.
1: Uh, the guy I'm ending up with a lot. I mean I, I I I do have some Lamar if he falls. Ryan Tannehill seems like a steal at eight. I agree. You know, I think there's some regression coming, obviously in his in his rushing total. Uh, but I don't care who I get at quarterback. Really? Okay. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a cake schedule for his first half, so you can pair him with someone else and discard him. You know, pair him with Fields. And discard okay. cousins when the time comes Baker wow. Mayfield has uh, a lot of weapons I think he's due to have a fine season uh, it Give me uh, Give me freaking uh, Baker
2: Mayfield And Ryan Fitzpatrick as a tandem okay. hey, and, that's, I'm, that's, and I'm fine. fine Yeah, you know that I used to employ that strategy Before we ended up with Three or four quarterbacks that could run You know, I used to I used to I used to tell people Out of one QB redraft Who am I taking? QB twelve. Whoever QB, whoever QB12 is, I'm gonna make my choice between 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. And then, like you said, mix and match, pair, maybe even stream if I had to. Man, I just I, the way that these guys can run and score TDs has got me off that a little bit. My- I think
1: I think the thing, the interesting thing this year is if if someone doesn't fall in your draft, which I said I've taken Lamar if he falls. Um, I don't want to draft anyone that early because I love so many of the other skill position players. Right. And then I'll try to get like Tannehill, but I won't yeah. reach. Um, but that if, if you really want to go with a rushing quarterback, I think that's where someone like Fields really becomes very interesting. You do have to pair him with someone, as uh, he's not going to start the year. I would I would assume, as the starter, it'll be Andy Dalton for at least a few games. Um, yeah, pair pair Fields. I think I think Cousins is a great guy to to pair him with, uh, just because of early season schedule. But um, you can kind of give yourself that advantage. But you draft him in the twelfth round. Um, back, you know, where where your wide receiver options are T.Y. Hilton and Jalen Rager, and your what your running back options are JD McKissick and Rashad Penny. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, not good. My feed, let's get back, I'm gonna get you back on track. You know, I'm like a human derailment machine, but I always like to think the combo goes somewhere actionable. So, my feed in four, you mentioned him before, it's, it's Josh Jacobs, and it's because generally I'm playing games that reward points for receptions. And it's very hard to compete with receiving running backs, even if you have the lion's share, without catching the ball. Looking at the game log, gosh, four receptions was the max, 46 yards was the max. They were both in week one and had people, I remember this, licking their chops after three touchdowns on the ground, thinking, oh man, Jacobs is going to catch, you know, uh, he's going to catch 80 balls this season. That did not happen. And even in games where, you know, he ran a ton, he hung goose eggs if they were losing, meaning there are scripts where he's not a part of the act. And for me, that's the non-starter, as simple as it is. It's, it's very much just a, a strategic play, and I'd much rather have running backs. I, I have not been big on Etienne. He probably would have been my fate if not for Jacob's. But again, if Jacksonville's going to be bad, ATN could get a lot of work in the fourth quarter, and with just a couple grabs, you know, whatever, however you feel about the scoring, he could catch Jacobs and his twenty-five rushes. So I'm off of Jacobs this year.
1: I, lo- I love ATN. Um, I, I I was not worried about I Robinson
2: would, at all because he's I, been very good.
1: I I have Robinson too. Um, I I, I was too heavy. I was too heavy on ATN uh, early in draft season for best ball because he was just going really late. He's right. he starting to go a little earlier. Uh, Now I'm taking James Robinson, (laughs) you know, so I have both Uh, Josh Jacobs. um, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I don't understand why everyone thinks Kenyon Drake's an afterthought. Um, You know, he was the number one guy in Arizona, not Chase Edmonds. They bring him in here for a very specific job. Um, in Las Vegas, and we know that Drake can actually handle the three down roll. So yeah, sure, if yeah. Jacob struggles, it wouldn't take much daylight for, for Drake to jump in there And just take the job, period So yes. f- for the people that aren't worried about Drake Not only should you be worried about Drake just taking <laughs> a little work He's good enough to take the job, period, if, the, if it presents itself I, I think that you're at the point in the draft where I don't think you can necessarily um Maybe ignore running backs, uh I still would much rather have Mike Davis. I'd much rather have Kareem Hunt. Um I'd probably wait a couple of rounds, would probably rather have Raheem Mostert. But um yeah Josh Jacobs, I would not I don't have any shares. I have a lot of teams right now. I have zero shares of Josh Jacobs. And it's pretty much for the reasons you said I just uh it, if he ends up being the main guy and, and Drake is the afterthought that so many people think he is sure he's probably a steal in round four but I don't see that being the case. <laughs> Uh, round five. I actually, uh, I've been listening to you, I've been taking a look, so I'm actually perusing the board right now. Uh, Dak Prescott's a layup. We already said that. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 there's two things here Dak Prescott and Miles Gaskin. Uh, but it's cheating. One, Dak Prescott's not cheating necessarily because, again, I don't, there's so many other quarterbacks I'd rather take behind him, like going uh, three rounds later, you get Matthew Stafford. Yes, please. Uh, you know, that's uh don't take Das Prescott and uh with his with his possible shoulder issue in round five, I think that's a mistake. Miles Gaskin, we already know everyone thought Jordan Howard was the running back last season, and now all of a sudden, um I can't even think of his name. Who's the guy who's got the first team reps uh down there in Miami? It's Gaskin right now. No, no, it's not Gaskin.
2: Oh, they had Brown mixed in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Brown. He's that's the, the one. There, yeah. He's the one who was getting the uh, the work with the ones. I have so many late shares of Brown. It's it's
1: kind of crazy. <laughs> so I I mean that's another reason there. But again, I think that's cheating because this ADP may have not fully realized that news. So I mean, like it or hate it, I, Dak Prescott's easy fade for me. And then Miles Gaskin. I think ADP will fix itself. But as he sits in the fifth, uh, yeah, don't do that.
2: Okay, yeah, I, I hear you with Prescott, man. Um, I am, I am afraid, Matt, that worrying about Prescott's shoulder, it, this is already kind of becoming the thing on the horizon that I could see sinking my battleship for the entire season. This insanely prolific offense on paper, if Prescott's healthy and they click on all cylinders, they're you know they have the potential to be the best offense in football, right up there with the Chiefs. And if Prescott's shoulder is bad, all those draft picks are garbage. You know, they all could bottom out. We've seen how bad they are or can be. So I've been off of Prescott myself. But before we saw that, I was overloaded on the Cowboys. So I, I hate giving mixed signals. So I already have I already have some investment in the Cowboys. I'd be weary of doing it right now because of the premium, given the injury concern with Prescott. He goes out and looks awesome. It's all systems go. My feed in five, we mentioned it before he came up. I forget why. It's on the Falcons. It's Mike Davis. To me, he's another perfect example of why I am drafting running backs early because he's now commanded a fifth-round draft price. That is kind of crazy to me. He was really an afterthought going into – can yeah. I ask? You, can
1: I ask you a question, though? Yeah.
2: Let's play. Let's do it. This is this will be a really
1: quick trivia. Uh, <laughs> yes or actually, this will be a yes or no. It's called Are they a bell cow? Uh, Christian McCaffrey is he a bell cow? I'm going to take the lawyer way out, and I and I don't know what does it mean. What does it mean? Bell bell cow means you're getting I don't know 90 percent of your team's rushing. Yeah, I think is, McCaffrey is sure. Yes. yes, I agree. Dalvin Cook.
2: Yeah, until he breaks. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Man, I, I, that one, you know, I worry about Because I always see Lat Murray as more of a threat So I'm going to go no Yeah, I'd say no Derek Henry Is yes Yes, absolutely Zeke Yeah
1: Yeah, even with Tony Pollard for sure yeah, Austin Eckler
2: uh, I worry a bit more But I would say yes until the wheels fall off I would say Eckler I love Eckler I'd say it's a no for yeah, yeah, yeah. him I don't uh, think I don't know if he physically is built for the load That I want him to get That I think he may But that's another question But yes, he, he is
1: Jonathan Taylor no, no. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Aaron Jones. Yes. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I, uh, I mean, I, I, based Ooh, on, the, me based you're on you're how the head coach is, uh, is built and the way he's Jamal Williams, I think AJ Dillon will have a nice role. Saquon Barkley.
2: Uh, I think that, yeah, I think he will. I don't think there'll be quality, but I think he will. <laughs> I, I think he should be. I don't think he will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick enough. Chubb, obviously. No. No. Um, Antonio Gibson. I guess, I don't know I, To be honest, he's a player that I need to go deeper in He's kind of come out of nowhere and gotten a ton of love That I'm not sure I'm ready to put my my faith right where it is I, I, My gut says no
1: All right, I mean, I think I can go either way I, I would say yes Yeah, I, not... I'll
2: give it to you, I concede I... All
1: right, Najee Harris Yeah, I think that's a yes uh, Joe Mixon uh, Yeah, until the wheels fall off, yeah Clyde Edwards-Hilaire No uh, J.K. Dobbins No
2: DeAndre Swift No I want him to be, but no. David Montgomery. Yeah, I do believe so. Yes. Okay. Chris Carson. Uh, yes. Until the wheels fall off. Josh Jacobs. Uh, until they lose the lead. I,
1: I like. I, mean, I feel I, like he's I, very I, much. I'd a say. I'd say no. I think it's a split straight out of the game. Okay. But,
2: yeah. I. Huh? Yeah. I, I. I did a lot. Again, I, it's hard for me to argue because that in football is is a bit wonky. I. They appear to be very script dependent. Where I think if Vegas is holding a lead, I, I think the, I think it's him because he is so effective on the ground. But oh, okay, that's that's fair. If I, you know, if I'm losing by that on a few points, I will give it to you, Travis Entian. No,
1: Miles Sanders. Who so they already said will be. A, they already said they'll split the carries. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I like man. I like Sanders. My my love is waning. So no, Like course, Kareem Hunt is a backup. Miles right. Gaston. We already know. Yeah, we're and getting then, there. No. That leads you to Mike Davis, who actually has less competition
2: than anyone we named. Is that right? Yeah, you know what's funny? Maybe, man, I'm, I've been hanging out with too many football sharps at FTN, maybe, because there is so much Allison love from Atlanta. That's where I. Uh, that's where I'm at, especially considering the price. So, <sighs> no, well, that's the thing. Considering the
1: price. How you're getting a bell cow in the fifth round. Javante Williams ain't, one. Well, Chase no, 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 ain't one. What I'm
2: saying is what if he there's, he could be supplanted. A lot of people have uh cadre Allison nipping at his heels and you know, Davis was just okay. Last year, just okay. Looking at the log one, uh, I'm sorry. He had back-to-back games four and five of, uh, above 80 yards rushing. Other than that, Oh, uh-uh. you could pencil him in for 14 and 55. That seemed to be it. Get him four or five catches. He had a couple early on. They were trying to squeeze him into the McCaffrey role. It didn't really fit. Well, you it's know, obviously so not Christian McCaffrey. I'm just,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm basically saying Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon. Like no one is a bell cow behind. He's literally the cheapest one. All you right, can so, get. You're
2: paying, so you're paying, you're paying a, a premium. Okay. Let, let me put it this way. You're paying a premium at least for something that warrants paying a premium. I'll absolutely give you that because the thing we pay premiums for with running backs is workload. My problem is I have so much doubt. And again, this is anecdotal. So I'm only pushing back so much. This is where I get stung, Matt, is paying up for guys that I perceive role that don't necessarily have the talent. You know, I don't think the talent is really there. He's 50th percent or below in 40-yard dash, speed score, burst score, and bench press if you care about that one. But I also showed it to you. I mean, he's shown some competence with his hands and on the ground, but the rush work, not great also. Atlanta Falcons, very poor on the ground. I mean, one of the worst one of the worst teams in the ground, bottom three in rush DVOA. They were bottom two in yards per attempt, you know, just across the board. They were, they were awful. Bottom eight in everything, including if you're
1: you're trying to get me to say that Mike Davis is going to be good or Mike Davis is going to be efficient. I'm not going to say either. I'm just (laughs) saying, I think he's going to get 220
2: to 230 rushes, But, but, (laughs) but we need him to justify. We need him to justify a fifth round pick.
1: Yeah, now, I don't be, think
2: two hundred twenty to two hundred thirty uh, does that. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you know what my worry is? I think my worry is even if I, even if you get me to agree with you, which I'm close, I'm closing in on, they're going to be packed into week one through eight because he's not any good, and then after that he's gives you zero. But yeah, okay, fair enough. He's still, he's still my, he's still my feed because I love Javonta Williams so much. He's one of my favorite picks.
1: No, no he's fine too I'm just i I wasn't even trying to degrade the running backs after as far as their upside I'm just trying to make his case where I think his boring, his boring, his boredom, I don't know what the word, his boring-tom uh, yeah. <laughs> has, has made him cheaper than he actually needs to be. Uh, he doesn't have a ceiling. He doesn't have one. He's right.
2: wearing a he's wearing a helmet, and that's his ceiling. He can't go above his own head. But he comes across, you're saying, as or as N, not, not the RB1, but N RB1, right? On any given week, you have Mike Davis as RB12.
1: Yes, I think he's yeah. a guy you walk in there and you have work. <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> like if you draft Ronald Jones if you draft Mar- Melvin Gordon you don't if you know draft Zach Moss uh Trey sermon yeah. Michael Carter you can get zeros
2: out of these guys yeah I'm worried about Carter as well I have I have a ton and now I'm getting nervous but yeah I guess we'll get to that but I didn't think I'd spend this show spending so much time right. hey team. man this gonna be a twofer this is actually really good information no okay, <laughs> people are gonna figure it. uh did you give your fade who was your fade yeah Mike Davis was my fade <laughs> <laughs> right. oh Mike
1: Davis is your fade. <laughs> Oh, that's why I was defending him. Did I give a fade? Yeah. Yeah. Dak.
2: All there right. You know. <laughs> we'll go to the next,
1: we'll go to the next Love round here. It. That's how good the conversation is, man. Uh, God, I'm looking, uh, this is actually, I like this round. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I, there's literally only one player I don't like in this round as much as the others and is Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, this is an attack. I like Herbert. Um, I think that it's a fine. I mean, you know, I could just continue to name quarterbacks the rest of the show, but that's boring. I think Judy is amazing. Chase Edmonds. I'm not a huge fan of, but, uh, you know, I, 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 he, whatever. He's fine. Uh, Rogers Galladay, James Robinson's going Russell Wilson, Odell Beckham Jr. I guess there's obviously a huge risk there, but there's huge ceiling. Mark Andrews, Chase Claypool, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I will go with Juju Smith Schuster because I think he's obviously the wide receiver three on this team with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool around. Najee Harris is there, going to take up a lot. I don't know what happened to Juju. And if he bounced back and became even the wide receiver one on this team, I actually wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, he was an, a complete afterthought And maybe not even flex worthy in fantasy uh, That wouldn't surprise me either So uh, for what he's, I, and I'm just drawing a narrative I'm not saying yeah, what yeah, I think yeah, what yeah, happened. I yeah, yeah. I'm just saying compared to everyone else in this round Just, uh, you know, you do your own work You know, I, I mean, like for wide receivers going in the next round I'd rather have Cortland Sutton I'd rather have Devontae Smith I'd rather have Tyler Boyd in the round After that I'd rather have Mike Williams Than Juju Smith Schuster I'd rather have Brandon Cooks um, I, I, I do not want I'd rather have Jarvis Landry who's going in the ninth uh, Juju Smith Schuster is going in the sixth So I just don't like that draft price for Juju I acknowledge the ceiling And will gladly take the L if he Flips this on its head but that's a lot of to defeat in Pittsburgh and um, I'm not sure I need to be taking a wide Receiver three that I have question marks within the sixth Yeah that, that's yeah, I mean, There's still wide receiver ones available And Kenny Galladay, who obviously has his own injury problems But, I mean, there's wide receiver ones on the board still
2: Yeah, well, also I think And it's funny because I kind of disagree with you But I'm, I could add to your argument as well Which is an effective running game Which Pittsburgh is kind of known for They were open about wanting to reinstate it And it looks like they're at least tried And, you know, I think it will be that Which, of course, the subsequent Kind of the the result there is possibly a lot of those big target games kind of going away. Juju did have a lot of opportunities, you know. I mean, Uh, I man from week seven, 14, 8, 7, 13, 9, 10, 13, 8, those that's a lot of targets, you know. So it's there. I agree, it is a lot of sharing. And where I definitely agree with you, man, is the price. I have less Juju than I want because he's too expensive. My feed is, I think it's pretty easy. Again, I'm going to stay in line with a lot of my running themes. The reason I want diverse running backs early because I don't like the warts on the ones later. And it's uh, James Robinson. Um, I thought you were, I, could, I would have bet everything you were about to say, Chase Edmonds. Oh, you know, you know, I, man, people have been trying to sell me on it. It, I was not an Edmonds guy, but I've been having people try and sell me on the receiving end. For me, it's it's Robinson because the the receiving is, is so limited and ATN was not brought in for nothing. So I feel like that, that move just really feels very telegraphed to me that you'll probably get Robinson up front and you're going to get ATN to finish. And when that's the case, the games that Robinson did – make those grabs they were behind so if you flip that into or let's say fast forward to this year jaguars behind you're not going to get um you know he salvaged games at minnesota with six catches for 30 even it sounds silly but this the nature of the game While why we like these guys the four for 16 he had versus tennessee which is kind of man right it's not a great line it's a boost though those six points are an absolutely boost you know, and it could be the difference between winning and losing a head to head week. I don't think you're going to get any of that. I think you're going to start seeing the two weeks, you know, Green Bay, two catches for three, two catches for 21 a pit. I just think there's a very low receiving floor for Robinson and the Jacksonville defense projects to be pretty poor. That doesn't, you know, uh, work out well for him and for me.
1: Um, I think you make solid points. I'm not out on Robinson only because I think this is I don't think this is an NTN replacing Robinson thing. I think this yeah. is more of a more of a uh a Camara and um this is more of like a Camara and uh I can't even think of a yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um that's a I good think, call. Good I, think, I call. think that's what we're looking at here in Jacksonville. I mean it's not like Robinson did poorly. He actually did very well. So I think they brought an NTN not to replace, but just to, to to enhance. Uh, yeah, themselves, supplement, right? Yeah, yeah, to to have a little more dynamic. Um, you yep. know, obviously he worked with with Trevor Lawrence. That doesn't hurt. Uh, so I think they'll both be used. So I I it's definitely if you're if you're you know playing with a um, high volume, it's definitely not a player I want to lean hard on. But I'd have no problem if things haven't gone your way, because I you know it's fine. I like to build running back depth. And he I think he's a fine guy to throw in there. Um, I, I'm not gonna argue too strongly for him. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't necessarily think he'll be necessarily a bust here, but I, I could get I could definitely see how if NTN really takes off, because I like him a lot, that this could not work out for him. But you know, yeah, it's fine. Um seventh round, Michael Carter is someone that I had a ton of shares uh for a long time. And now it's looking like Tevin Coleman, <laughs> maybe getting a lot of work there. I'm not totally fading Carter. I uh, I mostly don't like the running backs in this round much at all. Um, Trace Sermon is going before he Moster, which I think is a big mistake. Um, I think Moster has proven that he can't hold up to a full season. Uh, but I, I think he is going to get the job right out of the gate But we all know San Francisco just uses a ton of running backs mm-hmm. uh, They're going to use P- Raheem Mostert No one knew who the heck he was And all of a sudden he came out as the number one The year that he broke out So I think that there is a, a one team That has the best rushing offense in football <laughs> Are one of them in San Francisco And it's a team that I don't want to draft any of these guys yeah. I, I think that their their draft price is fair because you can draw a narrative Where either of them are worth it at their price But anyway, I'm not drafting Trey Sermon in the 7th round Because the one thing I do know I think is that Raheem Moster Is the RB1 It will require injury for Trey Sermon to take over And if Trey Sermon does take over I don't think it's his job alone They're going to go with like a million people like they always do San Francisco is a freaking nightmare uh, So if I'm going to take one guy Give me the guy who's, wide, who's running back one out of the gate Um, And give me no one else. So um, I'll pass on Trace Sermon.
2: Yeah. Again, reinforcing why at least some people feel there's a need for running backs early. Seventh round pick. Imagine taking zeros. Now, I and if you have like a wheel, if you have a wheel in a best ball, I love Mostert Sermon at the 7-8. Love that. But still, you're talking about having to take two running backs from one position at the seven eight. That's just hey, not to mention, four. it's never going to be obvious who to start. Well, I think well again, see, maybe I put the cart in front of the the, the cart in front of the horse. I think it's most of the start, and I think he goes down in week three, and then it's it's the you know it's a sermon show. But we don't know if it's going to be week three or week six. I, I, I say I, I, with rookies in particular, I wouldn't be surprised if sermon is a back is a back he's in the backseat until the opportunity really arises, which muddies the situation. Both of them. Totally. Uh, my fade round seven is actually DJ Shark for Jacksonville. There's a couple things here. And again, I think he's, I, I think he's very good, but there's a rookie quarterback who I think is, I actually do think is gonna be good, but there's always a floor there, right? There's always a possibility for a big learning curve. And, and then you were asking him to feed a bunch of mouths. It can be tough. You know, there's a lot of, lot of love there. And if they hadn't brought in Marvin Jones, Chark would probably be, be one of my favorite players coming in, where I'm finding, I'm finding it hard at the price to get behind him. You know, uh, Chenault had to close out the season, 11, 6, 7, and 9 targets no that's a full load that's there's really no way of, around that and char kind of fell off at that point 795 and 6 took the back seat during the same time and then like i said they brought in marvin jones and you have a rookie quarterback they're probably going to stink so there'd be plenty of throwing but i'm often there i i think i'd rather have Man, I'd rather have Robbie Anderson. I'd rather have Cortland Sutton. I would definitely rather have Devonta Smith on the Eagles. Like, I'm taking Smith over Chark 100 times out of 100.
1: Uh, I don't disagree. I think I'll actually end up with Chark on my team because the hate seems to be getting stronger and stronger. And by the time I'm drafting teams towards the season, I'm hoping that he falls back a few more rounds. But at this point, I think I agree with you. Uh, With the rookie quarterback, there's a lot. Of people on this team I think Marvin Jones Some people want to argue He's a great value in 11 And at that price I can't argue taking a shot But he'll probably just have His like on and off games uh, Where you'll be taking zeros Which I hate uh, DJ Chark I don't think he'll be His demise will be as strong As people think But yeah Chenault is easily I think the safest bet In PPR And he's going around later I think I'd rather have Chenault than Chark Straight up But I, I don't want to fade Shark Too much Because I do like him Quite a bit It's just I don't know What to expect with With Trevor Lawrence, I would expect Chark to surprise some people So I don't know if he'd make him a full Fade here for me Um, But I would definitely Prefer so many wide receivers around him Just the ones going after him In ADP right now, I mean, I'd rather have Yeah, I'd rather have Devonta Smith, I'd rather have Chanel, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams uh, For sure, Uh, give me all Give me all those guys instead Yeah,
2: lockstep All right,
1: going into the eighth round we have, uh, I'll just list all the people for everybody We have Damian Harris, Antonio Brown Matthew Stafford, Ronald Jones Lavishka Chanel, Brandon Cooks Dallas Goddard, Noah Fantz, Mike Williams Ryan Tannehill, Lane Thomas uh, Or I'm sorry, Logan Thomas And, uh, and A.J. Dillon um, Easily, easily for me Like a lot of, I, I think Dallas Goddard By the way is a terrible value there um, But, uh, but uh, easily for me Is A.J. Dillon <laughs> And I said earlier that I think that Aaron Jones is not a bell cow Because I think Dillon will have a role but I think ha- I think Dylan's gonna have less of a role than Jamal Williams did. Aaron Jones is the is the the Cadillac, and AJ Dylan looked good last year. But everyone the ninth, the eighth round, what are people crazy? Yeah, Gus Edwards is going in the tenth. I mean, what are people expecting out of this guy? Uh, I, I mean, where would you draft Jamal Williams in the eighth? He's not going to have a role better than Jamal Williams. In fact, I think I
2: guarantee he's going to have less of a role than Jamal Williams. Yeah, I think Singletary or Moss as well have a better chance of scoring in the first 4 weeks than Dil. I mean, you could quite literally get close to nothing. You know, four rushes for 11 yards and and three catches for Seven or something yeah you can't and I, I Like Dylan I mean I like as a Packers a fan, player, I love
1: they, to have him On there uh, but uh, yeah I, I I don't Totally understand the obsession Where everyone was like you're Too low on AJ Dylan I'm like You know what
2: it is Matt I Think part of it was the Jones Injury so maybe this one is Working in the other direction I, well, I this it.
1: was even before that Though
2: and here's a here's a Here's a uh, it, you know to Enlighten AJ
1: Dylan love Kylan Hill is a thing and I think Kylan Hill, uh, the third-string running back, is is fantastic. So um, if anything were to happen to Aaron Jones, I'm not sure Kylan Hill doesn't end up being the more valuable of the two with A.J. Dillon just taking on a more advanced role than he currently does as the RB2. I love Dillon. I think he could be good if something were to happen to Jones, but as long yeah. as Jones is upright, um, this is crazy. I mean, I, I, I'm i not sure I like A.J. Dillon any more than I like um, – Alexander Madison uh you know I mean you know it's I just I'm just not sure I've been Madison by the way the end of around 11 we're talking eight uh round eight for AJ Dillon so now I mean maybe my easiest fade of the entire draft so far as far as average draft position that's insane to me
2: yeah it's it's such a misprice to me Matt that I I I just glow it was too easy of a fade i didn't even think about i rea- i haven't even thought about it i probably have 75 drafts done i don't even know on my Aaron Jones teams if i have any Dylan at all because of the price it's it's almost unpalatable it really just too much i was chalking it up to people being maybe being worried about the Jones injury but he practiced. I don't want nothing to do with Dylan at this price at all. I'm old enough to remember the days backups used to go the double digit rounds. Not number eight. That is nuts well, to me. At least
1: here's the last three years from Jamal Williams: 121 rushes, 108 rush, or 107 rushes, 119 rushes. Pretty static, you know. 27 targets, or 41 targets, 45 targets, 35 targets. They. would, you, a, would you have drafted, James Jamal Williams? No. In the eighth round, of course not, and I expect him to be I expect A.J. Dillon to have a Decreased role from there
2: Well, I think what you just did a very great job Of was outlining Very likely The way the Packers see That role They Those things generally don't Happen by accident, you give me Year over year over year numbers like that That close, so yes yeah, so There's no way I'm paying for Dylan. My feed is further in up to the front of the eighth round, it's Antonio Brown on the Bucks. Uh, to me, this one's pretty simple. I, I, I mean, he's a he's a third wideout, and I, I I guess they tried to make up a thing. I feel like people overreacted to Week Seventeen when they beat up on the Falcons. Can you
1: explain to me why you like Juju in the sixth and not AJ Brown in the eighth, though? Double-digit
2: targets, continuity with the quarterback, and again, I don't really like Ju. I, I like Juju, but not for the six-round price. I said I, oh, okay. I think Juju has a much better. I think he outperforms Antonio Brown. Obviously, apples to apples. I mean, the price should say that. But I mean, look at how about just the, just the catches, targets, and then when it mattered the most for Tampa Bay, they didn't really go to Brown in the playoffs. I that really felt like a flash in the pan thing to me. I am drafting running backs early, as we said. So that means I'm getting my wide receivers later on. I'd just rather not have the third option in Brown where, man, give me a few of the guys going around him. I'd much prefer Jalen Waddle on the Dolphins. I think he could be the target leader. Um, I prefer Hardman on the Chiefs. I'd rather be the number two wide out on the Chiefs offense. I think I like Pittman for the Colts, and I think I like – Man, I like Mooney, but I, I think I'd like to know Fields is going to play even a bit further down. Corey Davis, I think, has a good chance to be the target leader for the Jets. So far, it seems to be he seems to be Davis's favorite target. So I just rather I think there's more opportunity elsewhere. What if the Buccaneers go out and show you that you know you get the playoff usage from Brown? Now you, you know you spent your eighth round pick on a third he like the clear third third option.
1: I think we um I think we can make a bet here. Ooh. Um, I think we can make a bet here. I have. I Brown don't. How
2: does Juju? You're nuts.
1: Well, here's the thing. I don't know how to. I don't know how to. Um, maybe you can come up with a way how you want to bring the parameters of this. Yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah. I have Brown and Smith as, um, and Smith Schuster as even. I have him as the same guy okay. uh, uh, Smith with maybe like in my projections, a smidge higher.
2: But again, I have them just around the same amount of production. Um, okay. So okay, I think I got this. I think I got this fantasy football has given us a pretty good way to compare. And I think points, I think points is the best way. And they both play the same position. So we don't have to adjust, you know, half PPR versus full PPR. should be the same as I think. I think I have to give you a point spread on total overall points and then we probably need a minimum games played you know if you don't if if one of the players doesn't get in 16 yeah i
1: i need i need antonio brown psycho insurance if he does something <laughs> goofy right I, well I,
2: right we we've seen we've seen the pictures of his feet so if those <laughs> if those happen to reemerge and we all go into shock having to look at that again like i did i was just like visibly vomiting. It was gross. All right. So yeah, we'll have to come up. We'll come up with a we'll come up with a point spread. Maybe something like I don't know, maybe like a full week, like a full good week, like 18 and a half points. So I got like Schuster plus 18 and a half yeah, over I, Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think <laughs> that's so close. Uh if but yeah I think 20, you, how, how much I had I don't know. No, it's fine. 20, I think I think that's fair. Um
2: it's just I mean it's it's so razor thin. I gotta bet. Um, I know. I guess I could go a little bit further because that's like a point. Man, it's only a point and a quarter per game. But I feel like if we're at like forty, I'm getting into touchdown stuff. So how about what you want to say? How about like uh, how about twenty five? wanna go to twenty five? Give you to another touchdown. You can. I, I, think kind of, I, think, I think. I think. I think.
1: If you believe that that's fair, you're making my point for me that you think they're similar players.
2: No, I do. I do. I do. But I'm also a cheapskate, <laughs> like trying to. i trying to wiggle we'll, it. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll come up with something official. We'll. we'll okay. Yeah. We'll everybody.
2: get it. We'll get it on Twitter. We'll, we'll get it on, All right. That's perfect. And we'll get on Twitter. I like this one. And again, I kind of understand it because, man, when you see the Steelers, uh, the way they've been using Claypool and Johnson, gosh. It doesn't it we mentioned this before, Matt, doesn't it feel like the the expectations, even the draft price, right? The consensus draft price is a market price. The market price of the wide receivers doesn't match the quarterback in Pittsburgh if you ask me.
1: yes, yeah, yeah. I mean he's if you believe in all those other guys, you believe in him and uh, right
2: what but but so how can the consensus on all three of the pass catchers and the running back for that matter. Right. So everybody, the entire skill set, the entire skill offense goes in the first half dozen rounds. And yet you can get the ball thrower. at. Oh, man, Ben is one of the last he's he's in the 15th round. He's really he's one of the last he's one of the last quarterbacks. He goes, you know, he's right before Derek Carr and Sam Donald. That's the bottom of the barrel for starters. Uh, in the ninth round, we have uh, Jalen
1: Hurts, Michael Gallup, Leonard Fournette, Zach Moss, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, who is one of my favorite values in the yeah, entire draft it. Joe Burrow, Kenny Drake, John um, James Connor, Hollywood Brown, and James Waddle My fade is Leonard Fournette um, Again, trust what coaches do, not what coaches say Uh, Bruce Arian says he loves Giovanni Bernard, and he's incredibly excited to have him on the team. Um, Ronald Jones, uh, we know what he did before he got injured. Uh, I know Leonard Fournette is the unofficial RB1 on the depth chart, but there's no way in PPR that I am taking him um, with with Jones and Bernard on the team. I think this will be a nightmare of sorts. But if I had to pick someone in this range, uh, especially a running back, uh, you want ceiling, you don't want to draft floor And all low four Fournette has the highest floor of um, of the, the loser backs You know, don't give me that <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a ceiling He requires two injuries to have a ceiling So, I mean, give me Zach Moss, give me Kenyon Drake Give me Josh Conner, give me Jamal Williams Give me Tony Pollard, Gus Edwards Give me like all these other guys over Fournette. It's just, if I'm taking a running back here It certainly isn't Leonard Fournette Unless you're in best ball and you just want to pair you know The Tampa Bay guys together, but again If I'm talking about single season Redraft, you, you want to make a smart decision Here, take a wide receiver Like you said, Corey Davis, Michael Gallup, they're around Here, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry It's just, it's a terrible spot to take If you're in a spot where you have to take Fournette here, you've messed up your draft And I think that's why zero running back is stupid
2: Yeah, I, I agree Just on, on everything The Bernard, it doesn't help at all He's a very easy, Fournette's a pretty easy feed for me um, I have been fading Moss, but just because I think I like Singletary better two rounds later, I've been trying to pair those two. Last thing on Fournette, Matt, you made an excellent point. Fournette and Jones, I think they represent a pretty good best ball pair at the price, right? If you if you have punted on running backs to an extent, at least, there's a good chance you get Tampa Bay runners, you know, at least in the eighth and the ninth you don't have to overpay for it. Uh, my fade nine... Um, I just had, it is, oh my gosh, I lost him. It was Kenyon Drake. No, it's not. Well, man, it was fuller because of the injury, but is that, that's, what's kind of cheap, right? Yeah. Nine. I like, I like him. I, I think, I think the hate goes too far with the guy. So it could, mine I didn't want to copy. I didn't want to copy it with four net. It's four net, but if I had a punt, maybe, man, I don't know. Maybe it's even James Conner, right? We, we kind of saw the black end of Conner. And I think there's a ton of competition for that. He feels like, I mean, he feels like he's gonna be the most vanilla back in National Football League. Even if you were to tell me he's gonna get every first and second down, I don't think I'm interested in James Conner with Murray and then Edmonds. So I think all the goal, I think the goal line is probably sopped up. Yeah, so I'm probably fading both of those guys, but yeah, it's, it was Fortnite for me also.
1: I don't mind Connor. He's interesting. I don't, I don't know how many shares I have of him. I think I probably have a few. Uh, It's basically has to do with my, um, my dislike for Chase Edmonds price, just because how many opportunities have the Cardinals had over the last five years to give Chase Edmonds the role? And they've been so disinterested. (laughs) I mean, they do not want to give him the role at all. Um, the guy, the guy who had the role over him last year, is now apparently a buried backup on the Raiders. Right. If, you know, people believe that. Who's also going right next to Connor. Um, so uh, I don't mind it. Um, it's it's and pretty much every running back is an uninspired choice at this point. So um, I, I'm fine keeping him there. Uh, going into the tenth round, why don't you give me yours first? Because apparently I keep stealing yours.
2: Um, I, again, it's, I think we're at the point now, 10 we're, we're probably nearing the time limit anyway, where it becomes less probably about fading and more guys you just think could be disappointing. I'm going to stick with the disappointing running back role here. I'm going to keep hammering this, but I'm explaining why I'm off of muddied running back roles where some people are having to draft Gus Edwards, who's not even the first running back option on a on his team. He's the third running option on his team. This is the so, this is blasphemous. I just can't imagine taking the third running option on a team in the 10th round. Right? I mean Well,
1: well he, no, I mean but you have to have a running back four.
2: Right? Like you yeah, like so he, you said he's like Singletary, right? I mean I'd ra- I'd rather have I'd rather have Singletary. I think he produces week 1. I'd rather have Philip Lindsay. I think he produces week one. I'd rather have Latavius Murray in the event that Taysom Hill is the quarterback. I think Murray fits that a little better. You and I spoke about Camaro. There's a there's a chance where they both play where Murray is more of a prototypical running back and Camaro is kind of a split wide out. You know, we could easily see that they don't mind running wonky stuff. So I, I think there are better options than a boring, again, third running back option with low touchdown potential. I just – I don't really see it. And again, I'm drafting my running backs early to avoid this because I think McCall Hardman is going to be awesome. I think Michael Pittman is going to be awesome. Give me Mooney, you know, give me um even Marvin Jones, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore or Rieger on the Eagles. Like I think there is a, a an entire pocket of wide receiver potential to be had here without, again, that are first and second options, right? Hardman is, Herbin is the third passing option, but it's on a ridiculous team. Pittman might be the first passing option. Mooney is the second passing option. Corey Davis is going to be the first passing option. Moore might be the second. Jeez, why would you go to a third runner when you could have the second pass catcher? I right? just, for me, it's a matter of filling baskets as we draft. I have to have my running backs early. And then later, right? Like you said, yes, Matt, you do need a fourth guy. I'd rather have two or three solid guys I trust and then come back for Singletary and Hubbard and guys like that.
1: Uh have here.
2: Who do you hate?
1: Tell us who you hate. Who do I hate? <laughs> uh geez. It's a pretty good round, actually. It, it is a good round. I love Tyo Higby. Um, I mean, David Johnson's in this role. I think that's cheating. I think it's I think people know by now that he is not the running back one. It is in fact Philip Lindsay. So I'm not gonna take that because I think David
2: Johnson uh doesn't belong this round and he won't be. So I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna cut you off, but I I people ask me, so I'm gonna ask you. You just you think he's? You think David Johnson is is washed? Is washed?
1: Yeah. Hey, um, uh, look at the tape. I said uh, I've been saying Philip Lindsay actually for months. <laughs> when everyone's been saying they uh, to avoid this, I said just take Philip Lindsay. I, 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 the rest of the the rest of that backfield means nothing to me. Give me Philip Lindsay. Yeah, um, and I and I proudly that. already have a billion cheap shares, so the damage is done.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, of Johnson? Oh no, no, Lindsay. I have none of Johnson. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question to build off that. Uh, are you continuing to invest in Lindsay now? Cause he's, I was with you, man. And we talked about this. I was grabbing Lindsay 16, 17. Now it's at 12. I, I still love him in the 12. Okay, I, I would still love him in the nine. Right. Because you'd like him better than Leonard Fournette. Yes.
1: Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, when I'm building my, you know, running back four, uh, it's Philip Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. Everyone else is like taking uh, Rashad Penny. I'm like, okay, <laughs> good luck with J.D. McKissick. I'll take Philip
2: Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Man, it gets so muddy back there. So, so I we bailed you out a little bit with David Johnson. Who, who, who would you be off if not him? Because I think I might like everyone else here.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably Michael Pittman, just because I, I don't really like that. Um, Situation Carson Wentz is probably Going to get hurt again even if he comes back Because that's his bag I like Michael Pittman Uh, but I Think that uh, they still do have You know they they have the corpse Of T.Y. Hilton they have Paris Campbell Uh, they do have A a, a, you know a a backfield That's very talented so uh, I Would I would rather I mean with guys Like Darnell Mooney Nicole Hardman uh, Corey Davis Elijah Moore Marvin Jones Devontae Parker Russell Gage there is no reason for me to take Michael Pittman in this area. Um, the and he, and if 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 the draft is going to ADP, I'm I'm gonna there's no way that I settle on him. I'd rather at this point with the helium of Rondell Moore, who I was off of, because I think Christian Kirk and the way the Cardinals deal with people, I I think Rondell Moore was a good pick. But at this point, if I was looking for ceiling late. I'm not taking Pittman because I don't think he has much of a floor. I'd rather
2: take a guy like Moore, um, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. plus that all, but yeah, yeah, I think the the offense in Arizona has a potential to, you know, blow the top off. Defense is where he could be a part of it. But even even if we disagreed on the individual pass catcher here, I think that I think the point remains because I agree with you on Moore that man get your running backs get them early this year because there's so many interesting options at wide receiver.
1: yeah I mean Look at by the time you get down to Almond St. Brown you're drafting Who are you Drafting here
2: Uh, Ramondre Stevenson yeah, Booker, it's bad. It's real. It's I mean, I you
1: can take you can take Darius Slayton in the 20th round, or you can take uh you can take Justin Jackson. You know what I mean? It's like, what are we what are we even talking about? Yeah,
2: you you actually mentioned him, it was tongue in cheek when you're like, well, you can get guys like Rieger. Like I like a, I like a guy like Rieger. He could be the second in targets on that team and he's looked pretty good in the preseason. You know, he's healthy, he's making some some nice grabs. Like, I think there is potential there. Whereas again, if you're talking about some running backs, like J.D. McKissick could get nothing. You know, you could. You imagine having to start him? You can't start hey, him. Hey, Javian Hawkins.
1: Um, you know, the third running back on the Falcons is being taken around before K.J. Hamler. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Give me, give me Hamler. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, there's so many interesting wide receivers late. So uh, I mean, uh, you can. I I see the case people try to make for, for zero running back. I never agree with it. Never have. Never. Never will Um, I I get not going running back, running back I mean, you can grab one of those guys But I mean, if I'm leaving the first four rounds Without two running backs I feel like I've failed And I feel feel like I've failed really
2: badly Yeah, I start to try and build Because again, I I have diversified my approach With these best balls Where I've tried literal zero running backs I'm with you, Matt I want two through four But I have done drafts where I've had none through four and it's, it becomes this piecemeal, uh, it's like, do you just go for the best available backup? Do you have to start piecing together bad backfields? In which case, you know, you what? what how great is having Kevin Coleman and Michael Carter? They could both score 10, which is not going to move the needle for you. You could even, you know, there's a bunch of that. In Houston, you could have two guys that score eight or two guys that score nine. It's not going to do it for you. And it's really difficult to throw. Same with Tampa Bay, Buffalo. There's a ton. Of, there's a ton of that. I, I feel very, very strongly about having one of the best running backs. I really feel very strongly about that.
1: Yeah, and I can see the case for some zero running. Like if, I mean, if you drafted Drake and Connor, yeah, there's a scenario where that could pay off in a huge way. If you had like a ton of volume, and you were making a million drafts, and you just wanted to have it in there. But, yeah, if you only have one, the, you know, the chances your ROI is probably going to be garbage. Exactly. High state.
2: I I, I like that you and I are kind of try and cover different formats, and that's correct. All right. Sometimes we're talking about the high state scenario, right? Yes. The high state scenario, the the gun to the head, the proverbial gun to the head, the, you know, 1,700 online, the 2,500 on the line. I'm not going to start making willy nilly decisions that are, you know, shot in the dark. There's no way I'd be going into a $1,700 draft with James Connor as my starter. Like, absolutely not. I would not, even under any circumstance, have Dobbins as my number one running back. I'd feel iffy if I had Carson as my number one running back, just looking at the board. Well,
1: here to end the show, and I know we've gone a little late. This is ADP. Again, these aren't real teams. This is just ADP, but pretending they are real teams. Uh, just tell me the teams you like more. I'm going to tell yeah, well, you first. The, I'm going to tell you first the teams that have run, two, at least two running backs in the first four rounds, and then I'll tell you the teams that don't. And tell me which teams are better. Uh, team one has uh, Derek Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and J.K. Dobbins. Then a quarterback that have Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, which obviously non-superflex is absurd. Uh, their wide receivers are Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, Marquez Calloway um, you know, obviously these aren't real drafted teams Team 5, Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mixon Then they have CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, Curtis Samuel so
2: um, With Aaron Rodgers too, you know, stacked.
1: Yeah, um, team 6, they went with DeAndre Swift and Josh Jacobs, 3 and 4 They have Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, Kenny Galladay uh, Team 8 has Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne. They ended up with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, George Kittle, Jamar Chase, LaVisca Chennault Team nine has Najee Harris, Devonte, our David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and Mike Davis. They ended up with Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham, G.J. Chark. Right. Team uh, ten: Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson. They ended up with Woods, Godwin, Debo, Mark Andrews. Team eleven: Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon. They ended up with Diggs, Cooper, Claypool, Antonio Brown. Um, team twelve as Barkley and Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They ended up with Mike Evans. Uh, Josh Allen, T.J. Hawkinson, Devonte Smith, Jaron Waddle. Now those are all solid, other than the first one, which was like Kyler and Jackson, that was just weird. But look at look at this: Christian McCaffrey won. Then they didn't, and uh, they their wide receivers were A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen. Then they ended up with their R.B. two and three as Michael Carter and A.J. Dillon. No, <laughs> no, um, Dalvin Cook. Then they have with uh, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, Tyler Lockett, Darrell Henderson, Juju Mm Smith-Schuster. Alvin Kamara, they waited until Fournette and Gus Edwards in this scenario. Uh, They have Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Judy, Robbie Anderson. But with Kamara, Fournette, and Edwards, again, I don't really see that. This one team has Travis Kelsey, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. And then they have Javante Williams, James Robinson. I mean, I think I kind of like making my own – point here where even in the mock drafts you see that you know the teams with the running backs early can still have incredible wide receivers but the teams that are skipping the running backs are kind of screwed
2: yeah i bet you're really just all over the target on the thing i've had the most trouble reconciling again i put most of my work in season for baseball towards mlb it's what i do for a living but it doesn't mean I don't understand how to build rosters and I just can't wrap my mind around it. I, I, I can't get past it. And again, you don't need two running backs to start, but I do think you need two running backs through four. And again, I like this one. I like a little bit of that one. The ones I don't like are the ones that don't have a second running back through four. You can't have Carter as your two. You no, know, you just can't do that. And again, some of these, I love more than others. I think Adams and Metcalf is an excellent start for wideouts, but then you have to go swift in this one. This team was kind of stuck. They had Josh Jacobs. They could have gone Henderson. They could have gone Javante Williams, which is probably where I would have went. But again, I mentioned, I really do like Javante Williams. I don't know if I want him as my RB2 and I have to start him week one. Melvin Gordon is a legit threat in the beginning of the season, right? We people let the skill of running backs and the way they would use them in Madden, you know, playing video games, take over what they think is actually going to happen in real life. There's a more realistic chance that Melvin Gordon is the RB1 in week one. That's just the way things always have been, the way they always probably will be, you know, so I think you got you got I almost want two in the first three when I look at it, because we talked about it. I'm, I, I like Montgomery. I like Carson. I start getting iffy on Swift and Dobbins and Jacobs and ATN. So I have to have two running backs before three. And if that's going to be the thing that burns me with injuries, and I guess, you know, I'm going down with that chip. All right. Well, now that
1: we've gone way off the rails and probably like you know forty-five minutes past where we wanted to, we're finally going to end the show. Now, John, tell everyone where they can find you if they want to chat about the NFL or MLB, because obviously
2: you're MLB Moving Averages. Thank you. We are dual sporting it right now. Yes. At. MLB moving averages, or now I'm putting my real name. We'll make the switch over to NFL moving averages soon. John, J O H N, LaGaza, L A G H E Z Z A, two Z's like zebra. Matt, thank you so much, man. It feels really cool, again, like I said, to have this platform because i really, I'm attacking this, you know, as seriously as I know how. I'm really trying to apply all the advanced stuff we do in baseball, all the man, everything as far as statistics and applying it to competitive edge and roster building and construction. So man, I'm really glad to get this out there. I hope people are enjoying it. Yeah. Hit me up anytime. Hit me up football. Don't let the MLB discourage you. Thanks again, Maddie.
1: Speaking of attacking, I'm sure a lot of people thought I was attacking them uh, throughout the entire episode <laughs> by saying, I don't like certain players. Again, I don't have a problem with any player I just I have a problem with maybe Where they're being drafted <laughs> So don't take offense uh, If you have any questions You can reach out to me M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-M-S On Twitter And uh, we'll be back next week With another episode Of The Daily Blitz See everybody
0: This is The Blitz Licking they lips Twitter with this Minimal risk Finity shares Ripping off rib Quick in a hits First on the list is Mad Will Going crazy on The Daily Dropping facts Like a shower In the world of raining Entertainment Yeah Another day Another pod All these are broke emphasize So I had to ask him What again Said he got a lot, said he got a lot of work Got a lot of shifts and it's time for the Daily Blitz. Blitz